welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have Kim and Kendon. Welcome back, Made in the 80s crew. What's up? It's summer. It's summer. We had a rainy day this week, but aside from that, it's been hot. Yes. Which I appreciate, finally. It's really nice to have. It's one of my favorite things about Seattle. This is, this is true, except for Kendon has been taking naps. A lot. Like, <laughs> I've noticed this. I think so. I think it's part of it. He's just it's like, he heat eats the and world, then he clunks out. <laughs> you know what's world. interesting though? It's because I mostly only eat like once a day, maybe twice within the same, like a certain window, like an mm-hmm. eight to 10 hour window. Um, it's the, I mean, it's the intermittent fasting thing. And I was watching YouTube videos on it and they're making a good point. Like when you when you eat, your the blood concentrates into your digestive system and pulls away from your brain and stuff like that. So um, oh, that I actually feel, I was like, that's itis. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, feel, I feel more mentally alert and awake with when I don't eat. Like, so it's funny they used to say like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and I guess if you're working in a factory, it might be, but like mm-hmm. I actually get more like intellectual work done at work and stuff like that. like before i eat so that that time after lunch is almost always not very effective time so fair enough uh so we did a little switcheroo on our friends this week uh turns out weekend at bernie's isn't really available to watch yeah well let's be wholly honest yeah it is available to watch if you want to pay 14 dollars to buy this movie exactly so it's not available to rent which is usually what we do when it's not streaming somewhere. So friends, sorry about that. I had seen it on, like I actually watched part of it recently, like maybe in June. So I think maybe it's it's done its round and now it's unavailable for a little while. Right. Um, but so do we, you yeah. watched it on cable or something, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it was on, like I didn't, it was just on TV where I was. And so I don't know what channel it was. I don't, I, yeah, no idea. And I wasn't really paying attention. So I think we've paid we've paid significantly less money for much more worthy movies. Well, even so, yeah. we don't do that for every movie, right? Like <laughs> we we can Club South End can't afford to be paying that for every single movie we do. Uh, <laughs> Especially after we paid for Supergirl twice. <laughs> True. Not about that. True. We did do that recently. So sorry, friends, if you watched it, um, just sit tight and we will talk about it at some point um if you found something less than 15 bucks to watch it on also just let us know i think our email is mit80s.podcast at gmail send so, us a link yeah let us know how if there's another way to watch it if you paid 15 dollars and watched it because we were doing this i would be surprised i don't think any of our friends are that committed <laughs> but you did let us know <laughs> Um, and instead what we are doing this week is clash of the titans yes this is an under i i feel like it's an underrated film like i think it's it's little little known i don't think it's a little known i think it's a little known except for that then they when they remade it it became a little bit better known i feel like i heard a lot okay this is my one of my measures i feel like i've heard a lot of rap lyrics fair based off of clash of the titans and before the 2010 one which if i had have known earlier that we were going to do this i would have watched the liam neeson one that would have been my way of even watching 
Yeah, you know I'll watch a bad movie. You know I'll watch Was a bad Sam, movie. Sam Worthington as person. Is that who it is? That's the yeah, that's the but, perfect 2010 choice. Release the credit. When did when did Avatar come out? 2009. Mm, that's a good question. Sam Worthington, he had a bit of a run. They kept trying to make him a thing, and I yeah. like him. Yeah, he was he was cool. What else was he in? Was he even a mob movie? Uh, he he recently did that movie Fracture for Netflix, which was actually pretty good. Where his family's like in a hospital and he thinks they're missing and yada yada stuff. Thinks the doctors took him. Uh, Avatar was man. Oh yeah, he was in the debt. The, the mama you're talking about. No, I'm actually talking about a different actor. Our time was 2009. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. He was in Hearts War. Our time was 2009. Yeah, so it was. It was at the height of his. And what's crazy yeah. is, I mean, we're going to get into that movie, but like, it was definitely, this is definitely an action movie that we watched, um, Clash of the Titans. But it's not like a crazy summer blockbuster. Mm-mm. Which is what everything I've seen of the of the newer Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. It's like tentpole summer tentpole movie, big special effects, huge fight sequences. Like there's none of that in this movie. I'm looking forward to the conversation because I have a lot to talk about with the the special effects imp- or the effects. Do we call the them effect. special? Yeah. <laughs> they are very special. They are very special. All right. have some We're gonna talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. Friends, I will put the timestamp in the show notes when we're ready to get into Clash of the Titans. But first, we need to get into the mood of the 80s. So I'm going to pick a card, and we're going to do some trivia. Kendon, do you want to roll the dice anyway? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll the dice. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, who owned the house on Golden Girls? Blanche, Rose, or Dorothy? Wait. Oh, no. Not, not their mom? I guess no. Probably uh, Blanche, Blanche is the southern one, right? I didn't know any of them were southern. Yeah. What? So. She has this like stereotypical southern yeah. like bell accent the entire uh, series. Is that, so is that the one? Dorothy is Sophia's daughter. Right? Sophia, that's the other one. So it's not Dorothy then. And Rose, is that Betty White? It must be. Yeah. And Blanche is the sexaholic. That's what I, the redhead who likes to have sex with everybody. She's like the original Samantha. I was about to say, does that mean she's Samantha? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I think, I think that's who Blanche is. So who owns the house of that? My guess is Blanche because she's rich. Tim, do you have a guess that's different? Go with Blanche. The correct answer is Blanche. Yeah. Her thing. I was trying to do the calculated guess. So, you know, I, I don't know what video I was watching. But, um, there's a um, an episode. Oh, why am I losing War Machine's name right now? Uh, um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle was on that show. And it was an anti-racism episode. Because... Yeah. She goes back the, home. The Go ahead. Yeah, the mud mask or the one with the Confederate flag. Confederate flag, because she she was like uh, she goes like home or something like that, and they're having a um, like an antebellum sort of party, 
and um she, he's like a family friend but she's like well when i see this flag i just see southern pride and he was like yeah and he even does the like like the little oh massa like voice and everything like that at some point um i was watching clips of this on a yeah. youtube video talking about Shalia's smiling go ahead Oh, no, I'm just like, no wonder. I don't understand how you're pulling an episode of Golden Girls right now like that. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you, how I, do you I, know this? I need to watch this episode. I feel like I need to start keeping a, a like a notebook when I see things because I, I don't, I don't know what, what YouTube video it was where they were going over this, but I was like, damn, Don Cheadle. Like, and he's talking real shit, the same sort of real shit that we're currently in and currently <laughs> still talking about. From the 80s. Um, and I was like, man, he's a good actor. And he, like, I was really appreciating like, uh, that whole scene or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see it now. So if you remember yeah. where you got that link for that clip, mm -hmm. I'll be interested. We are going to do Golden Girls at some point too. Do you guys remember Empty Nest? It was like, no. uh, along with the Golden Girls, like just old people basically. Yeah, with Don Cheadle, right? Was Don Cheadle in that? He was in Empty Nest. Yeah. I don't remember any people of color in Empty Nest. Uh, I think so. It was like a it was a Golden Girl spinoff. Oh no wonder. Okay, while Is you it? look it up, I'm gonna ask you guys the next. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Uh, wait, I don't see any black faces on here. Wait, no black face or no black faces? No black faces. And no other There's kind of faces in Blackface. I still there's two episodes I remember and I think of regularly. So empty nest or like which one of the women from uh, what, Golden what, Girls Empty Nest was the, what wasn't the spin-off? It was just made uh, from the same people. Yeah, I think so. Well, keep talking. I'm looking, looking for a continental who's in Okay, so here's the next one. In 1984, in the 1984 LA Olympics, what iconic American athlete beat his closest opponent by eight feet in the 800 meter sprint and won four golds? Uh, Usain uh, Bolt. No, Carl uh, Lewis, right? Carl Lewis. Usain Bolt, really, Kendon? You didn't even try. Didn't even try. Wait. Who'd you say it was? Carl Lewis. What is he uh, iconic from? The 1984 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> and from uh, the 19... Didn't he... So, so remember ben, the Ben Johnson scandal? No. Ben Johnson was a Canadian sprinter and he was supposed to be Carl Lewis's, like, biggest nemesis like oh he's gonna be the guy to take him down because carl lewis was coming off of um the olympics and he was you know the talk of the town the you know united we, had, we, we were dominating um track and field so ben johnson wins he wins in the uh 88 olympics um he wins but then gets busted for steroids right after that. Ooh. Oh. And so Carl Lewis ends up winning. So if you if you look at that tape when he beats Carl Lewis in the final, 
he's just like shaking his head. Carlos is just shaking his head, like, but yeah. So this is kind of a great question. I guess it makes sense that they asked it on this 80s trivia because his career spanned 1979 to 1996. So all through the 80s, he is the only one of only three athletes to win gold the gold medal in the same event in four consecutive olympics he is the fastest man he was the fastest man on earth for 16 years basically in this at least in this event crazy that's really really cool i remember him you remember when he messed up the the uh, national anthem that's what i know him for (laughs) was he like singing along in the bergeron no Kenya. What did he do? Carl Lewis National Anthem. Okay. Have you seen it? No. All right. We need to just we need to watch it. It's super short. We can watch it in the segment. And I just want your live reaction to watching him sing the national anthem. I'm doing right. it right now. Well, we should we could just do it on the computer. Yeah. Okay. We can share a screen. We're using Please. Zoom technology. Using Zoom technology, share the screen. Um, it gets a laugh out of me every time. It's a treat, to say the least. That's it. God, they put a fail on the end of it. It's it actually sings it. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. I can't believe you never even seen it. It's, it's a blessing. <laughs> the suit alone is like something out of virtuosity. Virtuosity. You ever seen that movie with the? Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, say can you see? And the rockets. Red oh no. I'll make up for it now. For the land Look at Derek Coleman trying not to laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is the... <laughs> oh. Sorry, Tim, I didn't pick the best clip. I bet there was one of them no, actually singing the whole more. thing. But... The, 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 I think that Oh, got... should I keep playing? No, 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 no. There's a longer clip of just him singing it, and he says he's going to make up for it. And it's good? <laughs> That's he knows he's bombing. Like yeah. He's bombing it. And he says, oh, I got, I got it. It's just something like, I got it. I'll make up for it. And he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. What is he doing? He's oh, like, good old Carl Lewis. That's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. I mean, you don't have to try to get the, the hit the high notes. Yeah, that's when you like put in some like, I don't know what you call it, but like. No, you just and the rockets red glare. It's hard I mean, to do. You don't have wow. to if you have a low voice. You don't have to try to be a tenor. I've talked to people who sung it, and they said like maybe it's the nervousness of a live event. They're very simple lyrics. Forget them. That's what was so crazy about the Whitney Houston documentary when she did it at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. You see that part of the documentary? Whitney. I don't remember. So, for one, Whitney's a great documentary. I would re- highly recommend it. It's fantastic. But they talk about her Super Bowl thing. That's the thing she's most famous for, which I didn't realize. Like, it was, it, it was all over the world. People were playing it. But so she gets up there, well, outside of Bodyguard. But um, she gets 
she goes in, the guy plays the music for her that they're going to use. And she kind of like comes along. She's like, all right, I got it, and leaves. He's like, we're not going to practice. This is Super Bowl. We're not going to practice at least once. She's like, no. See you at the game, essentially. Shows up with the Super Bowl, and that's what she does. Having never practiced it and, and hearing the music once. That's what she did. That's, what, that's how I know some people are just gifted. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that Prince story when they were like, hey, Prince, sorry, uh, it's raining. It's probably going to rain during, you know, halftime. What do you want to do? And Prince says, well, can you make it rain harder? <laughs> and they were like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he went there and did Purple Rain and then ran the Super Bowl. It was, it was majestic. Some people are just ultimately just really, really, really gifted and there's nothing you can do about it. That makes me think of 300 when they're like, the, the enemy arrows will block out the sun. And they're like, then we will fight in the shade. Yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, man. I like it. Um, okay, so are you guys ready to talk about The Current? Anything happening in the 20s that we should uh, discuss for this week? Aside, I mean, I think maybe we should start with the sad news. There's some sad uh, news. Yeah, so we have some uh, rest in peace news mm-hmm. that we should um, we should cover. All right, I can go first. Rest in peace to Naya Rivera. We spoke about her last week. She was missing for a couple of days out uh, boating with her son. They unfortunately recovered her body at the lake. Um, I'm glad her family and those who love her and her fans can have some closure, man. But it is definitely very sad. I didn't realize that all that had happened to the Glee, the Glee cast. I didn't realize all that. Uh, our friend Stephanie had brought that up to me. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, that, all that did happen to these guys. So. Rest in peace to them. You know, I'm, what I've known, I've known little about Naya Rivera other than she was on Glee. I always thought she was cute. She dated Big Sean. Yeah, I'm just learning this right now on Google. Well, like her, <laughs> That's not all I knew, but what I, what I have learned from other actors and actors I follow, she was like really a sweet person. Like people are sharing videos of her, people who knew her, were close to her. And so it's like, wow, she really did have like a really good impact on people, so. She also was um, really important for LGBT um, friends and family, and especially women of color, um, in terms of being on national television and coming out in that way um, in, as her character. About that. Yeah. So that was like really important, and like that was the first thing. Like some uh, someone that I know and love when when we mentioned that that was the first thing she thought of was just like losing someone who meant a lot to her in that way yeah really sad um okay I'll go next I guess um and I will mention um Reverend C.T. Vivian who passed away on the same day as John Lewis yeah um so we lost them both and you know I think this would be I know this would be incredibly sad um any time but i think especially right now where i i personally have been looking for light um Mm -hmm. and an inspiration and um to lose to lose ones who i would typically look towards for answers and insight um right now is just devastating for me those people are always a reminder that they've been like, you know, this fight for equality and for civil rights and just existing as in, in this space as a person of color can be really daunting and taxing. 
when I see people like John Lewis, it's a reminder that there have been people fighting this fight longer than I've been alive. And they're still fighting the fight. They're still showing up. They're still engaging. They're still encouraging. Um, so when I see someone like him pass away, I'm always reminded of that. But man, there are people who've been doing this way longer than mm-hmm. I can imagine. And, and to keep fighting. Yeah, that's a really nice way to think about it. Keep fighting. Are there others that we should think about right now? Not that I hope I didn't forget anybody, but no. Those are, yeah, those are the major ones for me this week. Um, other news from the past week, though, you guys want to talk about? Yeah, uh, briefly, um, Disney Plus released its August streaming stuff, and unfortunately, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not on there. The, sh- the production was halted because of COVID, so we don't know when we're actually going to get the season. They had shot a bunch, and I think they may be getting into reshooting again soon, but uh, the August streaming date is not going to happen. So, bit bummed. That is. Really I think yeah, I was looking forward to that as well. Looking forward to it. Do we have any reason why or idea why? Oh, stop. Stop, you know, stopped all the production. Okay. Everything was paused. So but I think now studios and people are getting close to some places, other countries. If you're shooting in another country, right? If you're shooting in Canada, if you're shooting somewhere else, you may be back to shooting. Like they, like they just did, uh, what's his face? Um, they're shooting Uncharted. And I think Tom Holland, he said when the first day of shooting when everything shut down, but now they're getting back to shooting. So I don't know where they're shooting it at. I don't know if it's a stage in LA. I don't know if it's another country, but they're, they're getting back to it, so. Well, it's not like you can take a lot of American crew members to another country right now. Nah. Yeah, unless they've been stuff, there. You can shoot, if you can shoot some things, shoot it. So kind of related, not quite. Um, I don't know if this is something that has been in place in other states, um, but apparently in our state next week, even though there are locations that have moved into like phase two, or modified phase one, like phase 1.5 or whatever, um, instead of moving them back in phases, like uh, losing ground in phases, because we've had a spike and it's, it's worse. Um, the new thing, aside from having like a statewide mandatory mask requirement, now it's also a prohibition on live entertainment, which I thought was interesting because I was like, I don't, we can't do live entertainment anyway, I didn't think, but um, so like, even if you do go forward with your wedding and you have under 50 people or whatever the number is, like you can't have somebody come and sing. Um, but I was trying to think of like, I guess movie making that is not live entertainment. That is literally the opposite of live. No. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, sure. like, it doesn't quite fit into the, it's, it's exempt from this prohibition probably. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So I had one little thing to bring up. What? Tim, you may or may not. Um, I w- I'm curious if you noticed this, but um, we have something on, on our, so we w- primarily watch HBO on our Fire Stick. Okay. And when we went on to the HBO Go app, it said that it will not be available soon. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about that? Because it's been phased over to HBO Max. Huh. So that would mean if we can't watch HBO Max on our Fire Stick, they're phasing out HBO Go 
mm-hmm. then we shouldn't be paying for HBO anymore. I mean, you just can't watch it on your fire stick. That's our, that's our TV. Uh, they've been working on it, apparently, like Warner and these other media groups, they've been having a beef about it, so. Like, I lost NFL Network for AT&T because of some beef with NFL Network and AT&T. I just don't have it. So, that happens, but. so well, probably- at least- at least Game of Thrones is over. There's good content on HBO Max, though. I will tell you that. HBO's got great content. It's, great content. And it's been the worst app out of our major apps with some of the best content. Like HBO I mean, Max is better. Yeah, I, I imagine it's better than Netflix. Netflix is great just to have something there. But like mm-hmm. to find some high-quality impact stuff, I would go to HBO yeah. No, I have a question on this because this seems this seems anti-competitive. Like this sounds like an antitrust violation. Like this reminds me of Microsoft when it came out with its whatever browser or whatever it was, and you could only use it on its devices, and like it created this anti-competitive, and they lost that lawsuit. Because like my uh, understanding of why HBO Max isn't available on roku and fire stick is because roku and fire stick have amazon prime and that's a competing streaming service and so uh hbo won't won't reach an agreement on streaming on these other two devices because these other two devices have amazon and that seems very anti-competitive to me and like these are not like one of the law or rules about it is like you can't have you can't bundle packages that aren't connected to each other so like the idea that it, it just sounds a lot like the Microsoft device versus the program that they wanted you to use that that others wanted to be able to use like it seems like the exact same thing to me but I get the impression that Amazon would be fine with it being on the fire stick it's HBO that wants something yeah that's my point it's just like so it's not antitrust because it's the flip side no it's HBO like that's it sounds to me like HBO by limiting and not being willing to have it on fire stick and Roku the, I, it sounds like an antitrust violation to me, like Microsoft was, right? It's, here it's we are like with our Microsoft, Microsoft suite, or forget what it was, but remember back, like, here we yeah. are with Microsoft, and they're like, nope, if you don't have our device, you can't have our program. No, you have it, you have it uh, flipped. You can't it, have our program if you don't have our device. It was, you, you had to use Internet Explorer or whatever their thing was, because uh, Netscape was the most popular one. They came out with their Internet Explorer and they're like, no, since you're buying PCs, Forgot about us, <laughs> you have to use our internet browser. So it's, it's kind of the flip. Okay, so I buy the device and I'm stuck with what you're giving me. Yeah. I still don't think you can, I feel, I, I got to look this up, but like my takeaway was these, the device and the program or software or whatever it is, the service, are not connected. They're not the same enough to be bundled like that. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anything's bundled Fire Stick wise. I mean, that device you can do all types of things on. But I mean, it may be antitrust. But I'd say it. It doesn't sound analogous to the Netscape uh, Internet Explorer example that you were. Netscape. Using. Netscape Navigator. Oh man, I remember that. Good time. Didn't they have like oh. a little rotating planet up in the corner or something? They did. It was really annoying. Uh, really quickly, <laughs> NBC's Peacock uh, launched this week. 
And how are we going to celebrate that, Tim? We aren't because we also can't watch it because it's also not allowed on Fire Stick. The, the, the article I'm reading is about HBO and Peacock not being available on Fire Stick. Oh, well, Peacock was supposed to launch with the Olympics, which made sense. You know, because we watched the Olympics, right? So it's like uh, swimming's at one time, you've got boxing, you've got track and field, you've got basketball, but all this stuff happening. Um, and it's hard. So this was going to wait. The Peacock going to be a great way to centralize all of that into an app that you could watch. And they're going to launch new programming and have a huge library of stuff. Obviously, with the Olympics not happening yet, they still went forward with the launch. It has a lot of interesting stuff on there. That's where I saw Airwolf. Um, they've got some good documentaries, classic monster movies. Surprisingly, they have an entire Nick Cage movie section. Just a bunch of Nick Cage movies. Can I watch the other? Uh... Terror Devil or not uh, a Ghost Rider movie on there? It's not on here. So far, I'm only seeing Joe, Bad Lieutenant, Dangerous, Bangkok Dangerous, Drive Angry, which is hilarious, uh, and Rumblefish. Uh, but it's got a lot of content on here and it's free. Can I take us back just quickly? I don't want to belabor to the point, but I think I have it confused a little. So it's not that HBO and Peacock are refusing to be on Firestick. It's the opposite. It's our fire stick saying you can't be, you. we won't take you because you're competing with Amazon. No. Okay, no, because it looks flip. like because Roku Netflix, has made Netflix an agreement. Netflix competes with Amazon and Netflix is working fine. Okay. So, it, okay, cool. I was like, should I be mad at fire stick? No, I think it's probably just like a profit sharing or so, it's something about the negotiations of being on the platform. And if the, if the terms were advantageous to Amazon, I'm sure they would be fine having them on there. So I'm not sure who's holding out, yeah. but I, I don't think it's just because you have a competing service. It's because um, you have to make certain deals for your service to show up on somebody else's platform. Okay. Right. All right. Sorry like? to take us back, but I was, awesome. I was a little confused. But so, anyway, you got but, Battlestar Galactica on here. It's got all four seasons and the miniseries. Oh, you mean the original? The, no, not the original. The one from 2000 and whatever. Merged. Is that a sci-fi show? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Yeah, why would it be on Peacock? They've got the miniseries and all four seasons on here. They must own sci-fi. Murder, She Wrote, 21 Jump Street, Saved by the Bell, Columbo, The Rockford Files, The Munsters, Cheers. The Monsters. Wait, does that mean Cheers isn't available where I was watching it? Uh, I don't know. It's got 11 seasons on here. I don't know if friends remember, but Cheers was kind of the impetus for this uh, podcast because I was watching it a lot. And we were like, man, the 80s. <laughs> Things were different in the 80s. <laughs> there's a lot on here. New shows. So apparently there's a new show called Capture. This is a British show. I've only watched half the first episode, but people are raving about it. So I'm going to watch that. This a British show? Like, what is it about? Because we dig British shows. No idea. I'm only in like half the episode. I have no idea what I'm watching. Is it a gritty crime drama? Because they do like it's those. A, it's a crime. What does it say? It says, while disentangling misinformation from truth in an area of deep fakes, alternate facts, and ubiquitous surveillance, an investigation of damning video evidence calls into question whether we're seeing what we're seeing is deceiving. Mm. Looks fun. Sounds fun. Anyway, so yeah, so the main part is it's free. 
you need some content that's free and you're at home, you're tired of your Netflix, you're tired of looking at stuff, there's a ton of content, a ton of shows, a ton of things you can blow. Um, that's worth your time. And we can just watch this off of a PC. Like we have the ability to hook a PC to a TV. So we're, yeah, we're good. Exciting. It is exciting. So I guess I cut us off. I I kind of dampened the thunder or whatever the word is, but so what are you going to do to celebrate Tim? What? Peacock. What am I celebrating? The answer, yeah, Shalia cut in when I was making the, that joke or reference, but it was we, that we have a friend who wanted to do Airwolf. Oh, yes. I haven't watched Airwolf in a very long time, so I have no idea how it holds up. I hear that at least one friend on Twitter says it doesn't. But hey, that's oh, what we're Brent, here for, to determine whether it does. Love Brent. Brent said it didn't hold up, so yeah, I'm down to watch the, some other episodes. Yeah, I think we should. I was going to look up what are the best episodes. Like when we do TV, we need to figure out the the, the right way to do TV shows. So I was thinking for sure, for the, sure pilot, the pilot, yeah, maybe the finale, and then like look up just a list of what the best episodes are, so that we get about four episodes um, of exposure for the show. All right, Tendon, are you um, assigning yourself to picking those for us for Airwolf? For Airwolf, I will have those, but Airwolf will be in late august yeah because we have a lineup of of shows that we want to do starting with next week's the fifth element yeah kenan's birthday's coming angela's gonna angela's gonna join us for that one oh that'll be nice to talk i'm pretty sure i saw that in the theater with him and some other friends back in what 1996 i saw in the theater too no i wasn't 96 it was after that right not much I don't know. I saw it, I think, for the first time Kendon introduced me to it. In She's college. never loved this movie. I oh, love, I adore this movie. 97? Though there was a, um, at, God, I think it was at the War Room before it wasn't the War Room anymore. There is a, a woman dressed up as, what's her face? Lulu. As, um, for Halloween. And I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> I think you yeah. walked up and were like, Multipus? <laughs> did I do that? I think you did. Of course I did that. Multipus? No. Um, okay, any other news for this week? Yeah. All right, let's talk about what we've been doing. What have you guys been up to? What are you reading, watching, listening to, thinking about? Yeah, you uh, anything you want to do? Well, you should go first because one of ours is, is something we've been doing together that we want to talk about. Or two of them are, now that I think about it. All right, Tim, what are you up to? Um, really briefly, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. Oh. oh on season five um, kind of blew through it this week just watching it uh, it's a good show I, I like Walter White less this time around I didn't like him at all the first time around I'm an asshole yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could like him any less that was what I thought like this is a very well made show blah 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 and when they ex- described it as like this this good nice guy going bad I was like no he was never that nice so he didn't break bad he just <laughs> continued down a path he was already an angry man so Tim, what it, we did mention though, so Breaking Bad, we think that it actually was great for, oh man, Jean something Esposito. What's his, what's the Carlo, Carlo, Carlo Esposito. <laughs> I want to say Jean-Claude and I knew that wasn't right. Different guy. Where he gets half his face blown <laughs> off in an episode. Yeah. But that, like, spring. we were thinking that that was actually a pretty good kind of jump start or like 
for his career, like reigniting it because we hadn't seen him very much um, since the eighties or early nineties. And then he was in Breaking Bad, and I feel like we've seen him more since then. Friends <laughs> might remember me saying a couple weeks ago um, that I was playing a game called Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. You know, the one I was talking about. It takes place in like Montana or something, and you're running around and there's cult members. Well, Far Cry Six just announced had its a uh, trailer announced that this one takes place on like uh made up uh caribbean island with a dictator right um the dictator is being played by uh giancarlo Esposito, and it looks just like him like the most the motion capture that they mm-hmm. get to put people into video games like digital versions of these actors are getting really really good um they never get the way that human mouths move um, computer, like the, right now, computer animation does not capture it very well. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like it looks very accurate. So I'm pretty impressed. And I really yeah. like him as an actor. I just Love really like him. him. Except for, is he ever a good guy? Yeah. Okay. Usual suspects do the right thing. Is he in the usual suspects? He's a cop investigating. Oh my He's gosh. Investigating, uh, interrogating the guy in the hospital, the guy, the guy who survived. That's him. Oh wow, I completely forgot about that. And I've never watched Do the Right Thing, so I hope we're doing that soon because I've never seen it. That's one of ours coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, let's, I didn't realize you'd never seen that. Let's do the right thing and watch Do the Right Thing. I, I'm hoping we can do it on the hottest day of the summer, Tim. No, please don't. Uh, he's also in, in, in. He's a good guy. Maze in the Maze Runner. Sorry, Shalia's confused for a sec. Uh, That movie takes place on the hottest day of the summer. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Because we're going to do it soon, yes? Let's do it after, what, the week after your birthday? It's basically about, like, oppressive heat, weird conditions, and then race, like, a race riot. Oh, well, that's perfect for right now. (laughs) Should we do this after? That should be our one after Kenan's birthday. Yeah, either that or the other movie we were talking about, but that could be it. I think that should be it. I mean, because we're in the like hottest day of the summer-ish time. The other we movie we're thinking about is that one about South Africa, and that one is also based around protests um, for racial justice. But is it based on the hottest day of the summer? It's South Africa, so. <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair Tim, point. you've been to South Africa, right? No, not yet. Okay, sorry to take us on a tangent. Sorry. Going back to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, so I'm on season five now. I'm almost done. Uh, also, Drake released a couple songs. And this isn't a Drake stand podcast, but I will say Drake is really good at making music. <laughs> controversial <laughs> controversial take. Hot take. But, but I, think, I think people will, especially with hip-hop, will focus on, like, are you a lyricist? Are you this or that? Like, he just makes really good music. The song, see, the song he did with Khaled, the Grease song, it's just catchy. The lyrics aren't at all engaging. I was like, but the beat is cool, and Drake harmonizing about hanging out with some woman seems to work. And it, it, it's got like a summertime vibe to it. So I appreciate Drake putting out summer music, even though we're all stuck inside. So it's mm-hmm. not on him, but I would be fascinated to hear something with a bit more social conscience to it. To see, because the, the one... Well, as I say, the one thing is that he always seems to have kind of a limited palette of of things to rap about, which is, you know, he picked his lane and he's really good at it. But the problem, we've seen this with J. Cole, we've seen this with Talib Kweli harassing that woman on Twitter for like a week and a half. 
when you step into those waters, there's an expectation that comes with it, right? If I step into uh, it, yeah. there's an expectation that I'm to speak about these things. Same with me, right? Yeah. You want to do these sort of like political jokes, people want to hear from you when, when something political happens. So I can understand someone like Drake being like, listen, man, I want to make songs about drinking liquor and going through some girl's phone because I think she's got some other man. I like, I like, okay, so one of my favorite, and it is, it's a summer song and it makes me want to move, makes me want to dance is, um, um, is it one chance or one shot or one, only got one, something, da, 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 da. I'm, I'm not about. giving away my <laughs> shot. Who, Neither um, of you know what I'm talking about. No. Who does the song? He does. Drake? Oh man, yeah. Called one. One dance. One dance, maybe. Is, is, there, dance? is there a one dance? Yeah. It's a very popular song. How, do, how does it go? That's does it go? I don't know which. But yeah, it's probably yeah. That's one dance. Yeah. You're talking okay. about one dance. I really like one dance. It makes me like when it comes on on the radio. Like I'm not expecting it. It like. I get happy and I turn up the, I turn it up and like, I dance. Yeah, I don't so care if Drake has a bad Jamaican accent. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, anyway, so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Watching Breaking Bad, listening to some music, and chilling. Nice. So Kenan apparently wants to cover some things that we're both doing. So Kenan, why don't you, I'm not sure what you're going to say. So why don't you reveal it and we'll, uh, we'll share okay. it with Well, I'm going to start with the one thing we didn't do together then. And that was my um, video game weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going to talk about, what you've been up to. Yeah. Well, um, my video, video game, game crew weekend. had a video game weekend. Um, what does that mean? Land party. Uh, we went down to somebody's house and had a bunch of computers and monitors hooked up and played games. It was, uh, I introduced, I didn't introduce them to Overwatch per se. But I introduced them to Overwatch, and now Overwatch is going to be one of our games. So the only difference is I usually play on computer, um, and we were playing on um, controllers on Xbox, which is uh, for people who don't play much games and don't play PC games. It's very different because mm -hmm. instead of pointing with your, with your thumbsticks and moving your character around, you're using your mouse literally to move the, the point of view of your character. And for a first-person shooter, it's a very different experience. Because you move really, really quick. You can um, point, aim, uh, navigate, all that sort of stuff in a much more quick twitch sort of fashion. Um, when you play on controllers, it's much more deliberate and slower of a game. But um, they liked it. And the thing that I haven't been able to do uh, is play with multiple people. So there's a possibility I could get like a team of six people and actually play it competitively. Because it's, it's a game that requires teamwork to play competitively. Wow. So, so basically, Oni Weekend was a whole bunch of guys in-house, there all night, all day. Kendon's an adult, so he came home, but the others slept over. Wait, let's be clear. You keep saying Kendon is an adult. Everybody else Everybody here is like, yes. was like 22 to 28. Yes, I know. But you're, so we took this test about like eating and how old are you? And according to the eating guide, Kendon is 29, which is much more of an adult. Yeah, but how old do you according to BuzzFeed's guess how old you are based on how much you eat certain things? I am 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the top ramen. They didn't answer. ask me how often I drink alcohol. Is yeah. Huh. Hmm, interesting. Um. Anyway, it. I'm the joke. It's a joke about you being an adult versus the, the, your other friends. Not they are younger than us, so I get to make that joke. It's an old person joke, and I'm making it. Um, okay. I don't want to interrupt. She told me to get off her lawn the other day. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. But I want. What are you I'm, talking about? I don't even have a lawn. <laughs> okay, I don't want to interrupt, but I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Called Kanye says. I'm gonna okay, read what does Kanye say? I'm going to read you something, and I want to see if you can finish this sentence. Someone just sent this to me. Okay, let's do it. Kanye West attacks blank. What do you say, Kenan? Who's he attacking? <laughs> Take a guess. You, here's a hint. You will not guess this. <laughs> so it's not Candace Owens. Um, Sean Connery. Got Sean Connery. Eh, not Sean Connery. Hmm. Um, the entire island nation of Jamaica. Ooh, no. <laughs> what does he say? Maybe we can uh, put Kanye West that. attacks Harriet Tubman at first presidential rally saying she never actually freed the slaves. Of course she didn't free the slaves. Oh, my God. You fucking moron. Oh, my <laughs> <his> God. <laughs> I mean, if you if you treat cancer, right? You find a new treatment for cancer. People, you save some people's lives, but you didn't cure cancer. Like, who the fuck gets on you for? for sorry, I'm I'm okay. The fuck? Yeah, okay. So years ago, um, I used to listen to this um, NPR podcast called On Point, right? Yeah. And at some point, it's just one of those like they have a couple topics um, and they have call in time, you know, and whatever. So they're talking about. Harriet Tubman being on the $20 bill, right? Um, potentially become, you know, and so a guy calls in and he's like, well, I just don't think it's right because she was a criminal. She was stealing people's property. Like, like. The interesting way to look at it. Yeah. But, but like, it, it sounded like it, it was in full sincerity. It's wrong as fuck, but it was like, like pure sincerity. Like, no, you don't put criminals on money. That doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> and the host was like, because uh, it, it, it didn't sound like somebody trolling. Um, but he was like, you know, I, I don't remember. It was years ago now. But <laughs> but that's the sort of thing I'm thinking, like, dude, she did, she did incredible work. <laughs> she saved lives. She saved <laughs> lives. Who were in bondage. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have Drake if it wasn't for her. Yeah. <laughs> That's so you, right. you were hiding people during the Holocaust? You're a criminal. How dare you do that? Right. You're breaking, you're breaking um, immigration law. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about Nick Cannon. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I have some awareness of this. Also, the Red Table Wait, stuff really, with really Will really and quick, Jada. Really quickly. And, and, and I think as speaking to another Black man, there's something we've been in these circles where we've, we've heard other Black men out some of this five percent or stuff it's probably since college you've heard it right you've wasn't heard. that buster rhymes no nah, he may believe it but like some of that yeah. like islam we've all heard it in circles right mm -hmm. but it brings for professor griffon who got kicked out of public enemy for being anti-semitic so here's the thing i did i watched the entire interview so i was like let me not take what nick said out of context mm -hmm. the interview is worse 
it's worse. Uh, that's like the Joe Biden with um, Charlemagne. Yeah. I like watched the whole thing. I was like, oh no. This is worse. So Griff, Griff says he was just speaking truth in his interview. But when you go back and read what he said in the interview, you're like, yeah, that's anti-Semitic. Like people playing fast and loose with what's anti, like it's, what he said was anti-Semitic. You don't have to defend it. And you don't need to lean into anti-Semitic white supremacist talking points to get to black liberation. I don't have to do that. I can believe in liberating black people and getting freedom and ownership without dabbling in anti-Semitism. I don't have to do any of it. I can just stay at this point, we say we're um, planning on doing a bonus episode on Malcolm X. Yeah. Because I watched that. That's going to be one of the, the, that was one of the two things that I did with Shalia. And we were like, we should do this as a bonus episode. Because this touches on exactly what you're talking about. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad's words talk about exactly that. Um, the Basically, Jewish relations with the black community. And then yeah. moving into more present day, um, Louis Farrakhan has been hit with that a lot. A lot. Not to, we'll, we'll get into it when we get into our Malcolm X episode. But, I mean, I remember having this conversation in a, in a text at one time about when Farrakhan got kicked off of Facebook. And I was like, look at the stuff that he's saying. <laughs> yes. Yes, he got kicked off of Facebook. This is, it isn't some attack on a black man. This stuff is, is anti-Semitic. Period. It's tough, too. Okay. It's tough because... Different communities, especially historically, have mm -hmm. had antagonistic relationships. Yeah. Right? And if you were to say Jewish people are more likely to live in urban areas, so they're probably going to be around black people more. Like, this is just, you're going to run into community, community disagreements. Right. You know? Um, it, it, but then, it, but the thing is, is that then it gets turned into, oh, it's because you're these people. Right. Not because you are different people, if you know what I mean. Because right. you're specifically these people. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can go back into the Bible and start. Like, you don't need that. You don't need that. They're just some different people who are looking out, like, for the looking out for their interests, and so interests start to intersect or not intersect. Uh, collide. Collide and stuff. It has. Nothing, you don't need to go back to biblical shit for that. It's like unnecessary. No. We, 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 we we'll move on, but like. I listen to a podcast and there and and it's one of my favorite podcasts called the Firestarter Podcast. And one of the guys on the show was like, Why why are these dudes so obsessed with being the true Semites? Like, okay, what what are you hoping to gain from that? Like, why is that your this weird obsession? And this idea that like I can't say something anti-Semitic because black people are the true descendants is stupid. Because there's still synagogues get bombed and shot up. The Holocaust happened. Like, we, these things are still happening. But here's the thing, right? Um, Crazy to me. I think the whole true Israelite thing, or however you want to put it, yeah. like, their history is of being the chosen people and then that being associated with um, having to struggle and deal with a lot of external threats or um, persecution, which right. in, in a certain reading validates wow. the fact that they are the chosen people. Because yeah. if everybody else isn't the chosen people, everybody else is hating on them, essentially. So it, it's like, oh, can we transfer that divinity or that, that, that importance over to us? Because we've been dealing with a lot of shit. Um, what if it's, we're dealing with this because we're special in this divine way? Right. Yeah, they gotta, people got to chill. 
you don't have to defend anti-Semitism to say, you know, you believe in black liberation. You don't gotta do that. No, you don't. And yeah, this, and this is this point, touched on so amazingly in, in, in Malcolm X. And but, at this point, I would just say, because we are going to talk about Malcolm X um, at some point soon. But like, we also, it could, like Kenan's saying, it could be true, right? Like the original Israelites, or I forget the wording that's used, but it, that, that could all be true. But we still know that in the 40s, there was a Holocaust. Or leading up to the Holocaust, <laughs> right. we whoa, still whoa, whoa, know. Whoa. Hold on, that, we do know. I mean, but we're talking about people who literally, quote unquote, don't like don't know. They they like so they're Holocaust deniers. Farrakhan is a Holocaust denier, correct? Oh um, man, Farrakhan has said some wild stuff. Is okay, it, well, is Nick Cannon saying that? I don't know. There are people who believe in his teachings. Like it's it's odd to me that that you because it's so crazy that you can hear him say stuff like this and still rock with him. Like, if you're curious to what Farrakhan has said, if you go to the Southern Poverty Law Center and go and just search his name, they have what they call a hate file. And they just have all the stuff that he said up until 2019. And what about Nick Cannon? Is but, Nick Cannon is there a, a hate Holocaust file on Nick Cannon? denier? What I do know is Nick Cannon has a lot of these people on his platform to talk about these type of things. A bunch of these dudes. So. Whether he said it or not, he's definitely, he was definitely nodding his head in agreement with Professor Griff when Griff was talking that nonsense. So this is funny because we've had our differences, well, not differences really, but like you have a different feeling on Joe Rogan, for instance, yeah, because of who he allowed on. Say he, he recently had a guest who was all about this like trans panic sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, it, it, he was just like, oh, really? Like, huh? Oh, really? And I was like, push back on this because this is such garbage. This is a terrible guest. It's a terrible guest. Being there just like, he oh, didn't. Yeah. And that, is, that was unfortunate because I was like, I feel like Tim is proving to be correct on this one because he does That's... push back on other people who also needed being pushed back on. But I'm like, he, he, will, he will call you out if you think it doesn't make sense. And he'll do it wow. in a very courteous and very softball way of like, but I'm pretty sure such and such is true right yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a and very tacit any of that for this one what people are saying so uh, yeah sort of with nick cannon like nick cannon had this dude on his show who's who, who makes the rounds as this like nation of islam dude um and he, I, he's this weird he has this weird conspiracy theories he throws around but i'll never forget seeing this dude cry when r kelly went to prison mm. damn what are you crying about he did all of these things. I just, if there's still these white men running around. Okay, so what do you want? You want all of them to run free? Well, you could put pressure on people, but but also like it, it's it's the whole what about what about Harvey Weinstein crowd? Yeah, they were building a case. There's documentaries about Harvey Weinstein. There's all kind of information about him out there. Same with Jeffrey Epstein. And <laughs> and Giselle. Yeah. What's her name? Ghislaine. Uh, Ghislaine yeah, well, Maxwell. In in your circle of people, you that may not be the conversation, but it is a conversation that is happening in other circles. For you to cry on your live stream about R. Kelly, and then at the same time to cry how we need to protect the black women when R. Kelly's victims were specifically young black women, it's nuts to me that you were shedding tears. You don't need to be 
tap dancing in praise, but like you don't need to be crying about him going away for a crime that he's been committing for decades. So I want to I I want to I want to say on this though, Nick Cannon was a stand-up comedian, right? Or is he uh, he's a comedian, comedian of some sort? Yeah. Does some stand-up. I think that there's something about stand-up comedians and this is what I get from the Joe Rogan as well is they get used to like pushing the edge, saying things that are are not kosher. <laughs> like like being willing to go there you go there you go yeah for sure but he's not doing that like it's not a routine no no i'm not saying the routine is i'm saying that the routine comes from the individuals right the type of person who does comedy is the sort of person who's willing to say a bit more than your average person to say things around the margin to think that to be a what if sort of person and i think that can lead you to saying things or not even saying things, because in this case, was he saying things or he was a kind of agreeing with, or like, yeah. oh, I see your point. Yeah, but a little bit of both. Yeah. Bit. And I think, let's say, I don't think of, of comics as being reserved people with a, with a lot of caution. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. It's, 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 anyways, yeah, so I'm going on. to, oh yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to intervene. Because we've been going really long lately, and we I started a stopwatch this time. We don't have a timer on our uh, Zoom recording like we used to for when we were doing it in person. So I'm trying to pay attention to how long we've been no, talking. I mean, okay, I'm so we did to uh, put my laptop in. Okay. Okay, so we did Malcolm X. Like I said, we're going to talk more about that. But I just wanted to say it was incredible to watch it again, and it feels different every phase of my life that I watch it. Um, it feels different right he he died at i think the age of 38 or something like that 38 or 39 so <clears throat> he was i'm much closer to his life phase than the last time i remember watching it was probably my early 30s or late 20s um and then the other thing we did is finish season one of imposters finally oh. that's a ridiculous show we it started is. we started season two i'm not sure where this is going but um since it's light entertainment, um, I don't know. We, we put it on when um, we don't want to watch something heavy. <laughs> yep. And then the other thing, so um, when we're not spending time together, the other thing I've been up to is I started another book of the Dresden Files. So Harry Dresden. Um, he, wizard. He's a wizard. He's, Private eye. He's um friend of the show Angelo has described it as like who Harry Potter could be if he had to get a day job and live in Chicago um and so it's fun it's like it reminds me a lot of true blood in terms of like otherworldly magical beings living in human society and <laughs> going to war with each other and um the humans just kind of like being around and like living in it um so it's really fun so I the book that I just started is the summer night and it deals with the fairy queens like summer and winter and like cream mob and like is it fun. the second or third book i think it's like fourth or fifth so oh, you're, you're going to be catching up to where i got to soon then yeah it's fun so that's the other thing i was like i need i can't take what's happening in the real world right now i need to escape and that is where i went and i'm glad i did it's really fun all right are we ready are we ready to clash yeah, yeah buddy in an ancient age, before recorded time, men were measured by their courage and women by their beauty. 
when only the force of love could bring back the light. Now, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents Clash of the Titans, a sweeping legend of a golden age, soon the motion picture epic of our time. Enter into the wondrous world of Perseus and Andromeda, a world of passion and power, beauty and bravery, mystery and magic. A world that transcends fantasy and leaps into legend. One courageous man rides between an angry heaven and the fury of hell on earth. He rides a winged stallion across the sky. He rides to save the one who owns his heart. He rides towards wonders no man has ever seen and terrors no man has ever faced. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. So, Tim, can you tell us when this was made and how? 1981 was surprisingly one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like, I watched this I had a Pegasus doll that I had for like a very long time. And I don't I know. Went how- a, I went on a, a journey about uh, while watching this movie about as long as the character did. The way I started this off was very different than the way I ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're not surprised, Tim. Um, at one point, Kenan was like, if he had seen this as a kid, it would have been his favorite movie. Like, it, it, there are Ooh. some great elements. I said that two-thirds of the way in, but at the beginning, I was like, what is this trash? Yeah. Like, trash is a strong word, but I was like, this is really, like, I was like, is this a real movie? This isn't, like, just, like, a couple of TV episodes or, like... So we're going to get to that and how it develops, but, yeah, so we agree with you, Tim, in terms of it being a favorite. Can totally understand how and why. Yeah, directed by Desmond Davis uh stars lawrence oliver here hamlin oliver was zeus harry hamlin is perseus judy balker is uh andromeda they keep talking about how beautiful she is um and what's my man who played uh mccarthy who played uh my favorite character why can't I find his name? Are you talking about the guy from Rocky? No. <laughs> He's in there too. What's his, what's his name? Burgess Meredith. Okay, but you're what's missing Maggie Smith, who's the most important. Yeah. Yes, it's Maggie Smith. I've never seen a young Maggie Smith. I didn't know Maggie Smith wasn't always what she looks like in Harry Potter. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it when awesome. I first saw a, a picture of young Patrick Stewart with hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. This is young Maggie Smith. You're right. And but also um Neil McCarthy as Calibus, who's my favorite character in the film. He is, is he? Love Calibus. Calibus because got, he got because he got that, that claw hand. Calibus got a raw deal, man. <laughs> he kind of did. Well, no, no, <laughs> I mean, no. Hold on, hold fault. on. It's his own he fault. He murdered a bunch of horses. No. Okay. He killed some animals. True. But did you see the look on Celia's face? They disfigured him and sent him to like the ghetto. They could have killed him. Yeah, they could have killed him. Like he did to the horses. Yeah. Yeah, that probably would have been a better, a better fate for him. But they made him live out this tragic life when he was once in love with Andromeda. And he was apparently this strapping, handsome young man, like a, a swamp devil. It's almost as though it's a Greek tragedy. Very much a tragedy. <laughs> and then, then he just hated for the rest of the movie. He's just showing up hating on. 
Perseus visiting Andromeda in her dream, her her spirit at night, and coming up with these riddles, and yeah. Hold on, I am just realizing Harry Hamlin, he's been in other stuff. He's been like, a lot. We we know him, know him. I did not recognize him at all. Is Zeus? It's almost late. It's almost late. Oh, it's um. Sorry, not Zeus. It's Perseus. Yeah, it's Perseus. Young Harry Hamlin does not look like the Harry Hamlin I ever grew up with knowing. I see him. Law and Order. Wait, is Mad he Man. in Mad Men? Yeah, he's in Mad yeah. Men. Yeah. Okay. Like those, his face was floating around in my head. I'm like, okay, I've seen this guy in something else. That's not where I would have gone if I if Silly hadn't Googled it. But yeah. Yeah, man. I like that guy. It's kind of like Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin as like a young Paul Atreides. Like everything I've seen from afterwards, he's like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like that sort of action hero or, or uh, he's not an action hero in that movie, but you know what I mean? Right. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I just, I did not know who this is. Okay. So tell us, uh, is there anything else about the production of this that we should know about aside? That's it. Okay. All right, so do we want to do we want to go into the story and have Tim yeah, walk us a, a, a brief rundown? It's, it's Perseus. The movie opens with Perseus and his and his mom. Uh, Perseus is a favorite son of, of Zeus, who has disguised himself and got this young woman pregnant, and they get banished. Um, and the so because Zeus is pissed um, that the king Ars, Arceus, whatever his name is. Wait, can I say it? Yeah. He releases the Kraken. He does. On Argos. Destroys Argos. First of all, he attacks him with wind and like natural disasters and then sends in the Kraken to sort of clean up anyone else who survived. So then Perseus grows up somewhere else in the middle of nowhere, but learning about sort of from his mom what his destiny is to sort of rule over the over this town. And he returns to the city of Joppa. Uh the he sort of dropped in there by the gods. So he wakes up and and he's kind of given a 3-1 lead. Like he's given a, an invisibility helmet, he's given a, a magical sword, and the shield is going to save his life one day, is what he's told. So then he learns about the beautiful princess Andromeda and who's set to marry Calibus, but you can win her affection and rule the kingdom if you marry her. So he he cheats. Because he wears the invisible helmet, follows her spirit, gets Pegasus, follows her at night, which he gets carried by this gigantic bird, whatever kind of bird it is. And her spirit goes in like a cage. And so she cheats and like finds out what the answer to the riddle is, comes back, wins the riddle, when solves the mystery, wins her hand in marriage, then the big head falls off and is like, uh-uh, nope. Backtrack. My favorite scene is Calibus begging in front of the statue. That's yeah. a great scene because he's just like, man, can I get some justice? Like, you let this. What does his mom say? Justice or revenge? Because he justice was the one who revenge. fucked up anyway. It's not justice. He picked that fight. Yeah, I need. Yeah. I want to. I'm gonna want to push back on your assertion that Perseus cheated. He did Perseus cheat. Was supposed to be no. in the first place. Cassius's mom picked him up and put him there. He didn't even need to be there. Yeah, no, I don't think he cheated, he cheated because he put in the extra he put in the extra effort. And yeah. I think that's like I um I think that's what 
I feel like that's kind of a Greek mythology sort of thing, right? Cheating would be like real easy. He put in a lot of effort to follow, to see what was going on, to have, to fight um, Calibus. Like he did all of this stuff to find out the-, the off, Cut off his hand. Cut off his hand. And I feel also like he was only using the that's how you find out the answer to the riddle. Like, right. I'm not saying the riddle you were supposed to figure it off off the top of your head. There's he no way to put in the work. But he also wasn't, he wasn't put there to win the riddle necessarily. He was doing what the gods put him up to. So yes. like, to, to they, be, to, he was using fair, the tools they gave him. To be fair, if you lose this riddle, you get burned at the stake. There's so, also that. The stakes were kind of high. So during this... Oh, nicely done. During the ceremony, the... the and the head says, man, you got 30 days before either you, what do you have to do? Nothing. They just needed to kill Andromeda. Yeah. Uh, so either, either sacrifice. sacrifice Andromeda to the Kraken or the whole city burns. Right. So he sets on a quest to, the, to, to find out how to defeat the Kraken. There's got to be the way to defeat the Kraken. Come, Why did she even give him 30 days? Give him a reason, way to figure it out. Let him fight it's it a out. Test. Test. Within those thirty days, um, they try to. He realizes he has to get. He has to get Medusa's head to beat the Kraken. So that's the movie. He's got to go on this another journey to get Medusa's head to defeat the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, got a, he's got a metal owl that helps him. Like he's got a lot of tools. You mean you mean R two D two with wings? Yeah. Shalia called that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Those I mean, he 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 answers an impossible riddle and does all that and goes on his quest. And and poor Calibus is showing up trying to like thwart him in every turn. He kidnapped Pegasus. He runs up on them when they got the head, and they've got to fight these gigantic scorpions. The scene I totally forgot about. Uh, his homies bite the bullet. Like, I was laughing. So when he goes into, like, fight Medusa, like, those guys might as well be, like, Star Trek dudes in red shirts. Mm-hmm. All going to die <laughs> in sequence. No one's going to survive Medusa. Um, but that's the story. It, but it was so much fun. To, even now, it's fun to watch. I Did was, you notice, though? But. There was an assumption that certain people deserved what was coming to them or something like that. Because yes. um, with Medusa, we, realize, we, we learn that her origin is that she was already cursed by one of the gods, mm-hmm. right? But she has not done anything to Perseus. So Perseus no. basically um, commits a home invasion and a murder so that he could save his girlfriend. Um, she's, shoot, she, she's what, castle doctrine? Yeah. She's shooting at them because they have entered her home. Yeah, um, she gets you ran uh, up. You ran up on my personal space. Why? Yeah. I'm here chilling. So, anyways, up. yeah. Well, she gets decapitated for all of that. You want to kill me? I'm gonna defend my home. I'm not a bad guy here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to have some uh, belief in the fact that if they had shown up and said, "Hey, we need your help. Can you look at this kraken for us?" She would have yeah. said no. Absolutely. <laughs> and that she would have maybe killed them, so they knew they couldn't even just roll up and ask. Well, I think it's also like so. Shalia and I, one of the classes we took um, in undergrad together was Greek mythology and right. and Roman Greek, Greek and Roman, Roman mythology and. There's definitely a different type of morality that a lot of the 
um, plays and a lot of the mythology um, uh, operated on. Um, and also things like, it's funny that something like spoilers, I don't think would have been a thing for them because they would lay out what's going to happen kind of like a Shakespeare, how Shakespeare does at the beginning of like Romeo and Juliet and stuff. Like you said, that shield is going to save your life. Like certain things are going to happen. You're going to kill your father and have sex with your mother. These are things in these Greek, uh, um, let's say stories. Um, and the whole point is, is how does it get there? And um, how do the mortals behave? Right. And what I really found interesting and Shalia brought it up too, or it, Shalia brought it up and it made me think more is, how well this does with the idea, presenting the idea that the gods are playing games with human beings. They, they, they were, because that scene where they're talking about Zeus is dis, like, disguising himself. Yeah. And they're like, like as swans. Yeah. And all they're of this. Like, oh yeah, he disguised himself as this one day. Like, it, she was like, he tried it on me. Did it yeah. work? I turned into <laughs> a shark. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's, Get to it's, your so, point. The point I was going with there, though, is at the end, one of the, one of the ending things that the gods say is like, um, there's still plenty of bad behavior mortals are doing, so we don't have to worry. Like, they're not all good like Perseus, so we don't have to worry that they're not going to need us. They're going to keep they're going to keep messing up. Keep I really like yeah. I really liked the idea that like they're powerful, but their like their place in the universe, their existence is also somewhat dependent on human behavior. You know, it's not all top down. There's there's bottom up influence between the two. Um, I, I I ended up really liking this. So I want to go back to the spoiler concept because I think it really fits. I was going to complain about this and now I won't um, because the tight are the movie poster for Clash of Titans is Perseus holding Medusa's head. So it's like, you know what's going to happen. You know, he's going to succeed. You know, he's going to have Medusa's head where he's holding it over some water. So I mm -hmm. thought that was hard to kind of follow the story when I know what's going to happen. But given what you just said about that's the story and we know it and we're just telling it like everyone tells it, then yeah, that, yeah, I guess it's okay. I think it's similar to like, uh, yeah, of course, David beat Goliath. Like it, it, it's it. So Perseus, you know, um, defeating Medusa is something that I've known since I was five or six, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's, one of those sort of deals i would have been it would have been fun for them to do i want to see i want to see hercules done this way because i kept thinking of the hercules that i grew up with with kevin sorbo who unfortunately turned out to be kind of a right-wing nutcase of some sort a bit of it a bit, a bit of a nutcase um, um go ahead honey. so before we get too far away from Perseus and Medusa, can I bring up an influence that I just recently watched? I don't, I, I don't think these are connected at all that I just watched this, but I know I've told you guys and our friends that like I had just watched Percy Jackson. And, it's a um, fun one. Yeah, it's fun. And also very close to some of these, like he, he faces Medusa. And I'm a little confused. Kendon told me partway through I shouldn't necessarily take Clash of the Titans as accurate. But because no. Percy Jackson is not Perseus, he just happens to be called Percy. He's the son of Poseidon. Perseus mm -hmm. is the son of Zeus. So I'm a little bit confused why Percy Jackson has to take on Medusa in the first movie and has such a similar sounding name. Because if I remember, there's some... So Greek mythology was not written... At, first of all, the, I was about to compare it even to the Bible. The Bible doesn't even... 
but Greek mythology was a bunch of gatherings of stories. So there's multiple essentially origin stories like superheroes. There's multiple origin stories and some uh, heroes I think are going to be like, uh, oh, it was so-and-so's son. Actually, it was so-and-so's son. Um, so I would say this maybe was, there may be more than one origin story for Perseus. So is Percy Jackson Perseus? I feel like that name, I, I, since I haven't seen the movie or read the books, I'll put that out there. But I feel like that name is too close to Perseus for, not, for it to be, um, what do you call it, to be coincidence. Right. Okay. Okay. How do you guys want to discuss this movie? So we've gone through the plot. Um, do you want to talk characters? Do you want to talk events? What do you want to, what concepts do you want? Do you want to stick with the mythology piece of this? Because I, I do have some more to add to that. Special effects. Special <laughs> effects. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Let's start with that because that's, that actually started the movie. Um, in the opening credits, you see some special effects and you're like, this movie's going to be bad. But it's not bad. It's not. It's weird. It, um, it felt, first of all, it felt like um, they were using a lot of like nature documentary footage. Yeah. Just to, so it felt like a, it felt like a, what's the, what was Channel 9? Not PBS? the BBC, but. PBS. Yeah, the that sort of thing. Um, growing up, like it didn't seem like a big screen movie. It seemed like small screen level of effects. And mm -hmm. the and in once and when I gave up on the effects, gave up. That's kind of a weird way because the claymation actually, the stop motion claymation, actually started to be really interesting. And the actual design right. of the creatures was, I liked the the Medusa. I really liked, but the acting. And I actually started to get into that more. Like with the gods were hanging out. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, I like how they're two separate worlds that are not directly interacting. So you're just like watching the gods up, uh, just bullshitting basically. <laughs> like, yeah. And I like what I like about uh, like mythology in particular, like Greek mythology is an example of it. It's like the gods are no better than the humans are, really. They've, they have more time. So maybe they've seen things. So maybe they're slightly better but they're not like intrinsically better people or anything that the humans are that they're dealing with they're just older so it's more of a like a paternal sort of thing they're not perfect beings so watching them just kind of like you know shoot the shit with each other and like oh like oh the mortals this the mortals this um i really liked that side of it um in particular i thought they did a really good job with special effects like trying to cut in like close-ups of perseus like struggling with with pegasus but then like the, a wide shot of what's clearly not a real pegasus like pulling away and he's trying to pull it they did they did their best to try, like edit it to make it look seamless for 81 like hats off to you for trying but i even, mean when when did the ten commandments come out it's good 70 something right like i'm realizing that it's not that far away from the 60s or, or like those movies right no but even like calibus fighting perseus is like a wide shot of clearly a claymation character and then it's two men fighting like even when so we're interested in calibus and we see him and he's got andromeda coming to visit him it's clearly like a claymation evil looking character but then when he sits in the chair it's a guy in makeup and hair and all the other stuff and they try to do their best to like 
to make it look like a seamless transition, even though it's not. But it's, it's, impressive, it's impressive, actually. The effort, at very least, if the not effort, the, five star. Yeah, and the cool thing to me is, I was thinking as we were watching, um, I was like, "Will the next revolution, like actual revolution in video effects, make even the best CG right now look like that stop motion that we were just watching?" We've seen it with video games, so I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it'll be a new technology, not just uh, the, the um, refinement of the current technology. It's going to be something new. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're trained on like, we've been, we've watched this whole thing come up. So it looks really great to us, but what will somebody born 30 years from now yeah. think of, uh, what do you call it? Like end game even. Cause even I can see the seams in end game to a certain degree. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say I'll agree in terms of it being ambitious. And I think like this compared to Supergirl that we did not long ago, much better. Uh, so I guess I can give it that. Um, That's all you want to give it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was ambitious. I thought that was okay. You, you didn't enjoy the, uh, the statues with like video over the face? <laughs> <laughs> actually it kind of in one of them it blended kind of well i was like oh that's not bad not now bad. what i was not what i was not impressed with was um when the kraken shows up the first time mm -hmm. and and the the water is destroying argos mm -hmm. and like there's some people standing by like a quote-unquote brick wall with yeah. some stone columns and yeah. the columns are already wobbling like they're made of <laughs> like they're made of styrofoam and they then when are. the water hits the hits the wall, it breaks apart like a couple of pieces of plywood. Right. But then, but then, like, so that's funny, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna tease the special effects. But then on the reverse side, the people who are on the other side of that wall, the way they make the wall explode outwards, yeah, was actually kind of convincing. They do some good stuff despite it being very limited. Like they were trying things that were groundbreaking at the time. No one was doing that kind of stuff consistently in a in a motion picture of this magnitude fair enough um but the overlays that they do are also really funny so like you've got the opening credits and you've got like this shadow bird flying over whatever they use to get that flying scene oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah and then you've got when poseidon goes down to release the kraken um like it just looks really silly his face underwater like you guys you notice like that. underwater that was <laughs> one of the worst the small poseidon in the corner scene yeah, like like cracking open the cage. <laughs> it looks like he's like standing on a surface, and but he's supposed to be floating, or something like that. It, it's awkward, very awkward. And I think the worst thing is the kraken. Like the kraken, I thought of a kraken as is like a like a sea serpent uh, with like tentacles, sort of more of an octopus squid sort of monster. That's what I've always thought of krakens as. Um, so this off-brand. Uh, Lizard Godzilla, kind of yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, was kind of dopey. I thought it was smart that they brought him out in the beginning, and so we saw the Kraken, like we saw the destruction and all of that, and we also were like, this is shit. Um, because then the second time around, at the end, we've been through a lot, we are forgiving the show for quite a bit, and so by the second one, like even Poseidon letting him out, I didn't <laughs> cringe, I just kind of laughed, like, oh yeah, that is what it looks like when he <laughs> releases the Kraken. And then the Kraken shows up and it's like, I guess it, 
that initial reaction of this isn't realistic or this looks bad was gone. So I just got to enjoy, enjoy the crack and show up this time. But can we talk about how they go, they like follow his happy trail, but only so far. And that was really funny with the Kraken because they were right. a good, like, they go to his, his belly button and lower, yeah, but they don't show his junk. They don't show us what he's got going on. There. No no Kraken dong on the screen. I and think. it was just really funny, though, because, like, why so low? Like, why did they show so much of him? Yeah, it's weird. I thought it was weird. Uh, did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the lead character, but there was too much dialogue? I believe that. He wouldn't have been the right. He, I, I would have bought him as a Hercules, but Perseus not does not. Perseus. Perseus seems more like he's he's not a brawn based, but he um, is a bro. Yeah, he did, he did eventually play Hercules. He is a bro. So we talked about like with Perseus, like he doesn't think things through very well. He just mm-hmm. kind of does, and like I mean, I guess one of the places it starts is when he walks off when he goes invisible and then just walks off without his shield and his sword, um, and then. He like goes um to the swamp and like leaves Pegasus somewhere. <laughs> like just Yeah, like like this is the most valuable like one of the most valuable things in the world at this point. The last Pegasus and it gets yeah. you places and you didn't even like you don't secure it. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not the brightest bulb. Where they, and where they shot Argos in, in uh what's the other city they were from? Um uh, but Joppa. 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 Um, they filmed it not too far from Italy in this place called Greece. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like an independent island. Hey, is that where Cyprus? Popeye? Is it Popeye's Island? Nah, someplace in the Mer- Mediterranean Sea. Um, not Cyprus then. Probably the Republic of Malta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malta. That makes sense. So they shot it. I think Malta was known for like these. Uh, those are like it's real water crashing. That's real stuff, which I appreciate. They actually shot there. Yeah, but like when he's flying on the Pegasus or something, it's like, oh, we're overlaying you on some uh, some ultralight footage or something like somebody right. flying flying around um, in some sort of aircraft. One hundred percent. I think it was okay though, because okay, so Kendon got into this a little bit already, but. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, especially when it comes to Greek mythology, I think of like the gods is hanging up out, like hanging out at Mount Olympus and they're playing with humans, right? They're, they're interjecting, um, you know, showing up having babies with them or whatever it is that they're doing, like Heracles, right? Like putting him through his trials. Um, so they're, they're meddling, right? And I thought that this movie was so smart in the way it made it that clear through the, the clay figures and it's like they take them and they move them to this place and they move them to this place and they give them this and that. And like, it was a very clever depiction of how the gods can play with humans and um, and show it in the way. So I, I really liked that. And when they first, when you first see them, they're not, they're just there. And I was like, oh, that's weird that they're just in the wall like that. And then you see Zeus go and like grab one. And I'm like, oh, these are like, basically humans are their play dolls. <laughs> like they're playthings. That's yeah, what that's we are. We referred to her as young Maggie Smith, and she was like 46. <laughs> Younger. She looked good for, like, she looked good. Like, I thought it was, she was in her like early 30s. I mean, okay, so, and I get, so I get why she wanted Zeus to show her son leniency, and I get why she was jealous or irritated that Zeus wasn't 
was like favoring his son who hadn't been through any trials and who was like and who had not murdered a bunch of animals no no no. hold on i get why as a mom she's just like but but show mercy right she wasn't saying it was okay what he did but she was asking zeus to show some kind of mercy um but she was really fucked up like why did she do that to perseus like leave perseus alone like your son did something really really bad um i I really didn't, I wasn't on her side here. Yeah, it's because they're no better than regular people. <laughs> and think of just a regular, like, there's a regular lady who's, like, some guy has a son, and she's like, well, just because my son's kind of a fuck up, like, I might do something to kind of fuck over somebody else's son because I feel like he didn't, my son didn't get a fair shot. Like, it's it's something that we would not support an, a, a human being doing, but we no. could imagine a human being doing. I suppose. But then, like, so you also see, I mean, at some points, he, he, Zeus does tell Poseidon, like, release the Kraken, right? He says that twice. Um, but aside from that, he's really only telling the women gods what to do. So he's telling, um, like, give him the shield, give him a sword, give him a helmet, give him an, your owl. I liked that she was like, no, I'm not giving, yeah. I'm not giving him my owl, um, but did give him something else. And I thought that was interesting of, like, Kendon, you said like a little bit misogynistic a little like in this and i i think probably the myths are anyway but um, well i kind of thought but so, it was just right? interesting because it's they're the only ones he's like making they were sides. the only ones that were hanging out yeah too. that's true like Hefe they show hephaestus but he's off like in his workshop right and then i mean Ares isn't around poseidon is there he's uh, he's ordering poseidon around and poseidon's his brother that right. was the only example I had. And then also I realized that they didn't, um, Hades doesn't show up, which I thought was interesting, but um, we didn't talk he's about not part work. of the story. He's not part of the story. So yeah. they are a depiction to me of, so we talked about the special effects, but the, um, I don't know the word, but like the costume and makeup, I thought was actually really good. And um they were interesting because they just looked like such gross old ladies. Their mm -hmm. blindness was really interesting. They had just put like these like makeup over their eyes to show them be blind. But you can, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was well done in terms of the way they looked. And they had like a guy with like bumpy breaking out skin um, in the city before that, that it was just like gross. Um, uh, maybe he had bubonic plague, plague, yeah. uh, right, Kendon? Yeah. Kendon made the point that the owl's name is uh for those Bubo. like pusters, those like Yeah, Bubo is the bubonic plague comes from Bubos, right? Which wow. are these pus filled like filled uh like what do you call them? Blisters? Like blisters that you Boils? get when you have the like the plague, the black Pimples. death. So there's um, a guy in that town who had it like all over his face and like, ew, gross. Um, and then, and then, yeah, they have witches. I thought, or that, yeah, they were witches, huh? They yeah. were like cooking a guy. His hand popped up. From and the then they put, they put, <laughs> that was funny. Okay, so the other thing this reminded me of was um, sort of uh, Monty Python, kind of, and that in particular felt like a little Monty Python sort of uh, element, like a guy like, ah, I'm not cooked yet. Get back in there. Like it kind of had that that sort of feeling to it. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, I want to point out, um, Thetius is a god that I, or, uh, yeah, no, no, Thetis is a goddess that I'm not really that familiar with. Neither. 
like she's not in the list of most of them like at first i was like wait is she is she uh well no aphrodite was already there artemis i was like is she artemis is she the, but no she's like a sea goddess but just a, she's not in the typical list of um greek deities that that are that uh the pantheon that usually shows up so i thought it was interesting that she had such a central role in this story well but she also meets or marries greek hero peleus don't just read the end of my wikipedia article (laughs) is one of the precipitating events in the war for the in the trojan war which also led to the birth of their child achilles achilles is her kid that's fucking huge I was like, I knew Thetis sounded familiar. Because it's not like Thetis, I, I'm not saying she doesn't Thetis belong there. Achilles in the River Styx. Yeah. River Styx showed she up. Forgot in this. To, she forgot to, to fully coat him. Um, yeah, Thetis is pretty important in Greek mythology. Yeah. I'm kind of confused of why you're, what you're saying. What are you saying? If, you were, if I were to have you name off the Greek goddesses, the Greek gods and goddesses, like which ones would you come up with? She wouldn't be on the list. It would be Hera. Artemis, Athena, right? Who else would like? Venus? Would you have brought up Venus one? Or yeah, Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Is Venus. Um. And then like I don't Achille- know. If Thetis or, might be up there because I like, remember I was just teaching Kea. Name? I don't know now. <laughs> I, I don't think you would. I was you just teaching Kea about Achilles and his mom. But I, did I already forget her name? It was like yeah, less I don't than think a month you knew ago. her the mom's name. Thetis, Thetis, in the river sticks. Yeah, anyways, this is this is interesting to me. Like, I don't know that she ever showed up in Hercules' show growing up or Age of Mythology video, all the video games that, that pull from, um, or like the God of War games. Like, she seems second tier. Like, and it was interesting that she had such an upfront role in this. And I just thought it was cool. Now I'm familiar with yet another um, Greek deity, or more familiar. Yeah, I guess so. I will remember her now because it's Maggie Smith. Like, yeah. for me, it's usually, I'll remember their names if they're played by somebody who I can picture in my head and be like, oh yeah, that's that. So, and that's what it took for me. But I think I'll remember her because now I've seen this movie. So good job, Tim. Yeah. Isn't her owl named Minerva? Is it? Who's owl? Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, Professor McConaughey's owl. Okay, there we go. Because I was like, no, the owl's name is Bubo. <laughs> No, I think that the owl of either um, Professor McGonagall or um, Hermione Granger is Minerva, who is like a Greek goddess of wisdom. I don't think. Isn't Professor McGonagall's first name Minerva? Or it could be that her first name is Minerva. (laughs) I think her name is Minerva. (laughs) Hey, I was in the ballpark. I did pretty well. Her first name is, in fact, Minerva. Thank you. Because she has a cat, not an owl. Yeah. Oh, no. No, she turns into a cat. She turns into a cat. So her cat is also named Minerva. Yeah. She's a shapeshifter. I'm accidentally right all the time. All right. Let's keep going. (laughs) So what do you guys want to talk about in terms of uh, influences or story points? Eh. Influences? I mean, okay. Personally, my guess is that Hercules, the, the show that I grew up watching owes a lot for its existence for the fact that this came out and made off of a $9 million budget, $70 million. Wow. This was a blockbuster essentially 
Like, I it doesn't feel like it because the pacing is almost like a play it's or a TV long. show. Huh? It is also very long. That's not even two hours. It's almost two hours. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a long time. 90 it's, minutes it's is a, kind of I a... mean, it's a good movie length. It's a little longer, but it's not excessively long. Yeah, it's, a, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Um, well, what about Harry Potter in general? So we were feeling a lot like uh, oh, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone influence. Um, and then also when he finally goes to uh, meet Medusa, we were, I was feeling some strong Chamber of Secrets vibes. Well, do you remember what the Basilisk does? It, pat- oh. it, it petrifies people. Exactly. And like how you can't look at it. And so that's yeah. why Hermione was holding a mirror. Yep. Mm-hmm. So mm. I, I was thinking Harry Potter might have been some, I mean, like that's, that's true, not just in this movie, but in these myths anyway, but it was it was fun to watch and be like I I feel like I've seen this. So what's not, funny is they have a three they have a three headed dog protecting the uh, like the special chamber um, in the first Harry yeah. Potter right, and so when they're on their way to to find um, Medusa, you see how there's like the two heads poking like uh, mm-hmm. there with the eyes, and I'm like okay, I was like wait, where's the third head? Like, I was convinced it was Cerberus, right? Because Cerberus is the famous three-headed dog that they're referencing in the Harry Potter. And, uh, and, and I was like, this is weird. Like, is there one more head hiding? And then it pops out, and it's just a two-headed wolf. Mm-hmm. It's just a two-headed wolf. It's not the three-headed dog or anything like that, which makes sense because that three-headed dog is supposed to, I think, guard um, the opening to the underworld. But Which is interesting because that is absolutely in Percy Jackson. Yeah. So I was surprised it wasn't it because that's what I expected. So and, and the same, the same, the same Hades ride when he gets on the, gets on the death Uber and goes to the, the death Uber. Yeah, which I was confused about being in the River Sticks because I did not know that that was that. I need to. I was, so, I was surprised. Um, I gotta read my read up on my Greek myths again. Friends, it's fun to hear Shalia talk about Percy Jackson so much because her sister, who is just going into high school has been obsessed with Percy Jackson for the last like five, I don't know, five years. So it was always her talking, Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson. And now yeah, Leah, now, yeah, yeah. But it's just funny that like, it was a 13 year old who was obsessed with Percy Jackson. And now Shalia just keeps talk, talking about Percy Jackson lately. Well, in fairness, I watched it because of her. Yeah. So it's, so it's not, it's not a coincidence. It's a direct uh, consequence. Uh, okay. So Kendon thinks that Perseus doesn't really love Andromeda and that he just wants to fuck her. I, I thought maybe love at first sight happens and that's what had happened there. I don't he was, he was watching her happens. sleep, which is very creepy. You know, he didn't say that, right? He's like, I'm not telling you the whole story. Just believe me. I've seen you before. And it's like, yeah, when I was fucking creepy yeah, in your bedroom. Believe you, creepy. What a creep. Yeah. Tim, do you believe in love at first sight? Yes, I do. Hmm. Well, then why are you so anti these, like, movies where they fall in love in two weeks? Because it's more than, because it's, it's, that doesn't mean you fall in love in two weeks. You can be like, I knew this, I knew this person I was going to love, and I sort of saw them. Not that, like, you're, you, you have all the answers in two weeks. I'm not against it. They just, they just oversimplify it. It's much Got more it. than that. Yeah, I okay. didn't buy that he was in love with her. No. That makes sense, though. Now I she understand She was hot, and saying. she's also royalty. She was really pretty. Yeah. I was happy about that. Sometimes you see this and like, she's so beautiful. And then when she was there, I was like, oh, she really is really pretty. You're not Rihanna. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I did. So this was my first time watching it, I think. And I was surprised that 
he's in her bedroom and this vulture comes and her soul gets up and like walks and like he didn't yeah. intervene he just let it go i was like i thought that was smart i didn't know yeah. it was gonna come back and You're be okay out, there's this giant yeah. eagle what if she gets trapped out outside of her body yeah he was like "Ooh, i, I gotta see how this unfolds first yeah, I guess, absolutely. but what if that was like, what if this wasn't like a nightly thing that they were doing to her and instead it was like, like the one shit. kidnapping and like, mm-hmm. now she's gone. Here's the thing though, and I feel like because it's Greek mythology, like the way that they would shape their stories, there, he wasn't going to do the wrong thing. Like the ending was pre, like almost preordained. You know and what I why mean? Didn't, oh, is, why didn't he just kill him instead of just cutting off his hand? He showed mercy. Why? Because he's a good person. Yeah, he's not a murderer. That's the point. They 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 talk about it. He's more Except just for Medusa. He murders her. <laughs> right, because there's this this whole like who is worthy and who is not worthy, and right? and, Cal- and Cabas, uh, uh, Calibus. Calibus has been murdering people. We've been watching it. He's killed a bunch of Pegasus. Like we said we Why killed a lot of horses. Just- he didn't just kill horses. He killed Zeus's personal magical winged horses. Yeah. Okay. And then we see him kill some other people, some soldiers and stuff like that. Um, he was low-key terrorizing the whole town. Yeah, yeah. There's this, this praise for Perseus for, for basically being merciful. While on the other hand, he breaks into the home of Medusa and cuts her head off with no explanation to her. Breaks into the home of the witches and is like give me some information or else I'm throwing away your eyeball. He does a lot of... Yeah, your only ability to see the world. He does a lot of reckless stuff. I was kind of surprised. Because they're evil. They're eating a man, obviously. They've got a man in their suit. Exactly. Well, and so I was kind of surprised. I thought that he wasn't going to give the eye back because they were eating people. I was kind of surprised that he did it. I was glad he did. The the show doesn't seem to come off... Doesn't seem to come off that it's too morally objectionable. It's just that they're monsters, like some sort of monster as well. Like they're okay. just, okay, that's what they do now. But can we go back to Calibus? Because I, my read of this uh, is that the reason it was the right thing for him to do not to kill Calibus is that that would have like angered the gods and like Thetis would have lost her shit and like done more than wait for an opportunity to like make Joppa pay. Um, like that would like killing her killing her son would have been way more than they use the term blasphemy him. a few times within the within the show and i think it, it speaks to what you're talking about right like you're you're literally harming a family member of a deity now exactly and medusa offspring and medusa isn't that medusa's already been cursed like the gods don't care about her so don't care okay about that her. he did that yeah no i mean born in born to privilege right yeah uh, yeah. Well, and I got the impression that like, okay, so Calibus, you know, that scene that Tim, you say you like, Calibus asks her for her help and mm-hmm. she doesn't act. Like here you have Andromeda and um, Perseus at their wedding about to get married. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until the mom starts running her mouth and being extra and yeah. saying that her daughter's more beautiful than Thetis. And that's when Thetis is yeah, like, oh, fuck no. That. And that's when she's just like, so it was kind of, I wasn't clear of whether she was necessarily going to help Calibus or not. Um, like if she had decided or not. And then in that moment, she's just like, oh, well, I guess I am. And because he was right. She can, yeah. Because yeah, she, can, she can take it out on Andromeda 
and on um, Cassiopeia because they're not Zeus's son. But and they're kind of petty. The most of these bitches is petty. Most yeah. of the, you know that you know that E forty song. Who doesn't? Petty. He doesn't. You don't know that song, Petty. Petty, Petty. Most of these bitches is petty. Huh. I'm surprised. Anyways. Okay. But I like that about about like again about like Greek gods and stuff like that. They're kind of they're petty squabbles over stuff that doesn't shouldn't matter to immortals, you know. Shouldn't. But they are petty. Okay, so what are your favorite things about this movie? The gods. Calibus. They're all fun. Hands down, Calibus. He's the best. Oh. Now that you brought it, I meant to say, do you guys familiar with The Tempest by uh, William Shakespeare? Mm-mm. Bunny Point, do you know what uh, movie we've had The Tempest in recently? In the Twilight Zone movie where that creepy little kid was playing video game at the um, diner? Mm-hmm. That The name of that video game was The Tempest. No, it's just called Tempest. Oh, it's called Tempest. Yep. I've been meaning to mention that. Okay, no, I've never watched Tempest. I'm not really familiar you with it. You haven't read or yeah. watched it, either of you? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So a major uh, a major characters in in that um, play is named as Caliban, and mm-hmm. he's kind of a um, a kind of a beastly character who's the son of a witch. Um, he see he had, I felt like there's a lot of uh, parallel with him and um, Calibus. In I this wonder game. if it's on purpose. I don't know. I mean, that might be where Shakespeare got the name from. Yeah. So Tim, you have expressed that Calibus is your favorite. You've told us how you thought he had an unfair deal. Um, a raw what, deal. <laughs> what else do you like about him that you haven't covered yet? I think that, I mean, there's a lot of real actors in this movie, and I think he gives the most emotive scenes, right? I think that's why I thought of Shakespeare initially. Like when I was watching him act yeah. with the makeup on, he was like real sincere. Like he was real yeah. into it into it like that scene when he first when I when when Andromeda's spirit comes down to him and he's talking to her about like remember me before yeah before all of this can you remember that she's like part of me does because they were in love at one point and she touches his face and he just has this moment of like man I'm this hideous beast now and I used to be this handsome man who ruled all these kings but now I'm just kind of shit right now um again like I said the scene when he's groveling in front of the statue asking for what is revenge he, he's framing his justice those scenes are great even at the end when he gets when he gets his comeuppance he killed the hercules is not hercules perseus's friend i was really mad about that had to is it him or me he had to get a stab him he could have not he could have not he could have just left them he, alone he takes a sword in the chest and i was like ooh. Tough, tough, tough break for him. I wanted, I wanted more of him, but I, li- I, I liked the performances. I liked the way he was able to express how he was feeling more so than anyone else in the film was able to. Because Persis never really expresses how he feels. Andromeda. He's kind of a blank mask sometimes. The only real emotive character is Calibus. He's got some pain behind him. Despite the fact that he did bad shit, like, he feels like he's been harmed. He just wants some retribution. And I feel him. The guys mess with his life. He, had a he did. He didn't have to kill the horses. He didn't know that was going to be the outcome. 
Well, wait. Well, I, I don't. I don't like that answer. <laughs> I only didn't slaughter what hundreds or dozens to hundreds of because I didn't know that I was going to get turned into an uglier person. And not killed. Yeah. yeah. Was he banished yeah. there? Yeah, he, he, can't, he can't live nowhere else. He lived in the swamp. He could have lived somewhere else. He had, his, he had his peoples with him, though. He had his little crew. Right. I mean, maybe that is a worse punishment than death. But the idea that I wouldn't have killed... if I, I wouldn't have killed all those animals if I, I had have known. All these beautiful flying horses had I known. Now, but I like yeah. that. He, like, he, he sounds like the kid who pulls, who pulls wings off of insects. Right. But I think... Uh, McCarthy gives like the best performance in the film for me. That's Calvin. Fair. Fair enough. He's great. Any other favorite things you want to talk about? Obviously, Pegasus. I had a Pegasus doll as a kid. I loved. I thought Pegasus was like the coolest shit. Like a flying horse. So, what did you think about the way that Perseus decides to befriend Pegasus? He didn't really try to befriend Pegasus. He just was like, "You're mine now." Yeah, it was. It seemed like a challenge. Like, you know how. Greek heroes have their challenges. Oh. One of them would be to to capture a wild Pegasus. What I did think about with that was he used his invisibility, right? <laughs> Yet I was like, that horse can still that horse can still hear and smell you, yeah. right? But um, Calibus doesn't doesn't go invisible at all and catches no. it. So <laughs> my yeah, God, I was I was thinking about Pegasus. Like Pegasus, all your brothers and sisters are dead. And like they know where you where you drink every night. Maybe you don't do that. Like that's one of the things that um, like to like evade a predator. Like they watch your routines and they're like, oh, they take the trash out at this time on these days. And like they'll watch <laughs> for that. And so like you might not want to just do the same thing in a routine like that. Personally, I I think Pegasus should be be more careful. Does Pegasus stay with Perseus now, or does Pegasus? He's so to me he's associated with Perseus yeah. because like um I talked about Age of Mythology which is these uh strategy games from like the 90s through the 2000s. In fact, the one time I no I I went up to Microsoft campus twice in undergrad to uh to to game test games that were in progress. So this was basically the sequel to Age of Empires 2. So I actually um like play tested that game before it was released for microsoft um but in that game if you're in the greek faction you can uh you know recruit different heroes and perseus is on a pegasus there you go pegasus versus a unicorn pegasus Uh, just have both put stick a horn on that pegasus (laughs) why not yeah it can dive bomb things and, and poke it i don't really get the point of unicorns though they're just, they're just magical. Like the horn is magical, so it's always like, oh, they're gonna take it and grind up its horn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, I the Pegasus looks a lot more sense. Okay. Um, other favorite thing, Tim, you want to share? That's it for me. Those are your two favorites. All right, Kendon, what's your favorite things? Oh, I was saying it was the gods and their their interaction, the stuff, the wall of clay figures. Yeah. That yeah, that you can that place in different cool. places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, their banter back and forth, like Hera, and they like the other women are like, yeah, Zeus, Zeus, all for the love of D- Denai. And Hera's just like, no, nah, it's about his son. Like, he has so many women. Like, it's not that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I like. I really did like. He tried. What did she say? He came to me in the form of a cuttlefish, <laughs> so I turned into a shark. Like all of that was fun. But also, I, I want to praise the um, the stop motion on, at very least, the um, let's see, Calibus when he's not up close. The Medusa I thought was really good, and then even the scorpions. I'm a sucker for giant scorpion fights, despite the fact that I hate spiders. Like they're very close like uh related animals but scorpions don't seem as evil and creepy as scorpions do scorpions look like something worth fighting against i did like that scene be just partially because we did honey i shrunk the kids a few months ago and i didn't watch the scorpion scene that time because of the demise of auntie and so for this one i was like oh i'll actually watch it and see what happens and it was really interesting seeing these giant scorpions fighting these guys and um the I did laugh though because one of them like his like <laughs> and they made it look like he stung him in his belly but like he didn't <laughs> like it was I don't know how to explain it but like here's the there's the guy and here's the stinger or whatever and he went like this like the stinger didn't actually where's my finger there like the he, he punched him he didn't stick him yeah and it, it was just silly scorpion stings are really interesting like they were very awkward angle it always seems like because the the tail the scorpion tail comes up it curves underneath into the little ball and then the the scorpion sting curves like the opposite direction um it's just not it's not just a spear like the tail has to come down in this weird angle to to stab yeah that's a good point um okay i will go with bubo as my favorite thing of this movie i thought (laughs) i did enjoy that I enjoyed um that only he could understand him only Perseus yeah could understand. that was kind of a funny point I mean I guess that goes to the comedy piece of this like this th- this is not necessarily a comedy but it is funny like it has underlying like lightness to it and Bubo is kind of a depiction of that of like even in the end where he like falls boom, 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 and like just kind of lands and it's it's just silly and it's not too much I don't think which I liked and he's so freaking helpful I mean you know I'm a sucker for like competence and so like he flies in and grabs the witch's eye and then he helps him with like he's just he's extremely helpful and like fucking perseus so here we come we know the plan the plan is to grab medusa's head and show it to the kraken and make the kraken turn to stone here he is flying in on pegasus and he doesn't wait until he's like over the water to start untying that bag like he had a long way to fly where he could have been loosening that that knot yeah, but that yep. would have been dangerous, right? Because he would what he's gonna fly for an hour over the ocean and not accidentally get looked at. He wasn't flying thing. over the ocean though. And I'm not, not saying mean, I'm not saying hold it. I'm just saying like open the like untie the bag and keep it like cinched, but don't. He he was doing he was he saved way too much for that moment to to do, but anyway, luckily Bubo saved the day, so I really liked Bubo. And I liked Andromeda. I thought she was kind of cool. Like, she's like, I want to be with you. I'm going to come with you for these trials that you're going to save my life for. Um, and she didn't run away. Like, she stayed with her city. And, you know, because that was the thing. I was like, one of the options is just not do this. But instead, she allowed herself to be a sacrifice, hoping that her lover was going to uh, save her. But, like, the yeah. alternative was don't do it and then your city get demolished. And so she she played her part which i thought was um brave i guess 
All right. Any other favorite things, influences, or other points that you guys want to talk about when it comes to Clash of the Titans? No, that's it for me. Okay. Then, are we ready to rate it? Mm-hmm. 1981 Clash of the Titans. Is it a classic or are we past it? Classic. It's definitely a classic for sure. Could we have had more diversity in this cast? No. No. 81? No. They're, they're, I mean, they're all Greeks. Did you guys have any issues with. So I thought Kendon called Caliban or Calibus a person of color. Did you? Like, was yeah. he not in blackface? Or no, he was in blackface at all. No. He yeah. reminds me of like a, a pan or a fawn. Yeah. Yeah. Same as the Kraken. No, not same as the Kraken. You, you thinking all the all the evil people were black? They kind of made him beastly. I mean, with, with the brown skin. fur, brown Kraken skin. Kind of had Negro features. Yeah, I see what they're doing. Yeah, I didn't get that from that. I just didn't feel like that was where they were going with that. So it no, didn't bother me at all. I don't think so at all. <laughs> Now, what would be, again, fun would be a movie like this with, say, the Egyptian gods. But th- in this case, I feel like like there was no need for like extra diversity or anything. It just made sense. Yeah, I guess my thing was those two pieces of like having that as opposed to everybody else. But if, based on what your feedback is, I will agree with you guys and say it's a classic. It's a classic. Yay, for a classic. All right, so... I'm playing a pan flute. We are going to have a birthday party next week, a socially distanced birthday party for Kendon. Everybody, order your multipass. Get your multipass and um, watch Fifth Element. That is Kendon's birthday movie. It's a good one. It should be fun. And it also deals with stories. Uh, The Blu-ray that I've ordered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I that I've had for a while, I should say. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, full free anywhere. Well, uh, keep an uh, eye on our social media, and if we find an eye, we, we'll look to see I'm if there's some right options. Now, see, see what's available. Okay. Or we could just let Tim tell us now. Showtime. There you go. Showtime. Uh, it's on Showtime. Anytime, Fubu TV. Um, yeah. So Showtime has. If you have Showtime. The Showtime app, you can search it and it's on there. Perfect. It can rent and buy it from Prime Video, Hulu, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon, Microsoft for three ninety nine. Perfect. Good. Okay, so we're we are not stepping into another weekend at Bernie's situation here. Good. Yeah. Um, yes. I think we're going to start researching what we want to do beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So- at least next time when we'll be back. <laughs> Most of these bitches is petty. Most of these bitches is petty. Most of these bitches is petty.